Welcome back to the TGI Podcast. I'm your host, Matt, and this week we're going to do things a little bit different than we had previously planned. So the original idea was we're going to do another Halloween episode. It's going to be a Halloween episode from Hanging with Mr. Cooper, but seeing that we're in the month of November, Halloween's already flown by, I thought it was best let's go ahead and kick off November strong with a Thanksgiving episode. And real quick, speaking of Halloween, I hope everyone had a chance to check out our bonus episode that dropped on Halloween Day, where we discussed the first Halloween episode of Home Improvement. I loved that episode. It was a lot of fun. I hope you give it a chance, even though Halloween has already come and gone, but it's such a very good episode, and I think a lot of people will enjoy that one. And if you enjoyed that episode, there will be a lot more Home Improvement content coming later this year. We'll have one for Thanksgiving, and we'll also have one for Christmas. All their holiday episodes are just so good that it's hard to not get more of their episodes involved. So with Hanging with Mr. Cooper off the docket, I had to do a little digging to find the best course of action to to go ahead and kick off the month of November. With some shows already scheduled out this month, I didn't want to move some stuff up. So I decided to land in the world of Mr. Belvedere. Now, Mr. Belvedere, he wasn't a long mainstay on TGIF. We'll get into that a little bit later, but he did have a little bit of time, or he, the show itself, had a little bit of time in a TGIF spot. So let's get into the show. Streets on the China, never met her before. Who cares? When you drop kicked your jacket as you came through the door. Just as we always start off any episode involving a television show we have not covered yet, I want to give my quick history of Mr. Belvedere. Unlike some of the other TGIF staples, Mr. Belvedere is not really a show I watch much during its prime. Despite that, I do vividly remember watching numerous reruns of the show over the years. It was the type of show that seemed to get random showings on various different local television stations during the 90s, maybe on... TV land at some point as well, but I'd not watched an episode of this show in probably well over 20 years until watching it for this for this podcast episode. Mr. Belvedere debuted in March of 1985 and ran through July of 1990. During that six-year run, the show put out 117 episodes. This week's episode comes from Season 2 and is Episode 9 titled The Letter. Mr. Belvedere fits into our TGIF world because the majority of its run was spent on Friday nights before it eventually moved to Saturdays during its final season. Now, it it was part of the original TGIF lineup before it made its eventual move to Saturday night, so it's not a staple of the TGIF world, but it still really fits that mold despite being a very 80s show. The show itself, it starts Christopher Hewitt in the title role as the butler for the Owens family, and the patriarch of the Owens family, George Owens, is played by Bob Euchre, who's uh, most well-known in the world of professional baseball. Euchre spent time in Major League Baseball as a player with the Milwaukee Braves, St. Louis Cardinals, Philadelphia Phillies, and the Atlanta Braves before becoming a broadcaster. And he's been the play-by-play man for the Milwaukee Brewers since 1971. Euchre... He has a little bit of acting history, and he's a bit of a comedian as well. His acting roles are somewhat limited outside of this show, but he was in all three of the Major League films. I had sort of forgotten that he was the father in this show before watching it again, and you can kind of understand why his acting roles were somewhat limited outside of 
outside of doing some sitcom and major league roles. He, he's fine, but certainly nothing special. And George's wife, Marsha, she's played by Eileen Graff. Tracy Wells plays their daughter, Heather. Rob Stone plays the oldest son, Kevin. And Bryce Beckham plays the youngest son, Wesley. In a quick summary of this, this is from IMDb, a very quick, very simple summary of this episode. It just says right before Thanksgiving, Kevin secretly joins the football team. And that's it. That's that's a very, very simple, simple explanation and summary of this episode. And what is funny, and I'll get into a little bit later, is that I thought this episode had a lot going on for such a simplistic storyline. Now, this episode, it begins with Wesley. He's storming into the house. He's decked out completely in all this full football gear. And he he claims he's quitting the team. He's done. He's done He's done with the football team. He, he talks on and on about how bad he is at football and that he should just go back to doing ballet because in ballet, nobody yells at him. Heather ends up telling Wes, she said, hey, you made a really, really good tackle at the end of the game. But then Wes clarified that he actually tackled his own quarterback in that sequence. Now, Mr. Belvedere, being the good butler that he is, he lets everyone know that he has sandwiches and brownies all made up in the kitchen for everybody. But Wesley, he's he's pretty disgruntled. He's pretty upset by the way that he played. He's disgusted with, the, with his efforts on the football field. And he goes on and on about not being good. And then George finally gives him this big pep talk. He's telling Wesley, you're going to end up putting trophies on this mantle for me. You could be an All-American. You could be anything you put your mind to it as long as you work hard. That gets Wesley all fired up. And he runs into the kitchen to, quote, demolish some brownies. And then after he walks into the, the kitchen, George turns and he says, Oh my God, that kid is so bad. He's so bad. And then the end of this scene has Mr. Belvedere making a joke at George's expense, telling him his nose is so big he could shove a football up it. And that leads us to the title sequence of the show with the sweet, sweet piano playing into the intro of this week's episode. The next scene begins with Wes coming into the house and immediately taking the phone off the hook and placing it in the drawer. So first of all, clearly this outdates the 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 show itself because nobody has phones like that anymore uh, well for the most part nobody has phones like that a lot of people don't even have house phones anymore but anyways Wes says that he put the phone into the drawer because he was outside practicing kicking the football and he accidentally put a football through a stained glass window at Homer Hoofnagel's house and that's where Mr. Belvedere ended up putting the phone back on the hook. It rings, he picks it up, and he pretends it's the Ricardo residence. And then we have Kevin. He makes his way into the kitchen, and he just starts pounding some milk out of the fridge. Pulls out a bunch of other food. Mr. Belvedere's like, you know, what's going on? Are you gonna, You're not eating dinner? And Kevin's like, no, I just need a little snack before dinner. And... Mr. Belvedere points out that Kevin's been eating a lot lately and he wants to know what's going on. And we find out Kevin, he's trying to add some weight because he's trying out for the football team. And Mr. Belvedere is like, wow, that's pretty cool, you know. It's exciting that you're trying out for the football team. But Kevin says the real reason he's doing it is because he wants his sports-loving father to finally be able to have something to put up on his the mantle over his fireplace. Which was something that George brought up 
when he was giving his speech to Wes about being an All-American and doing be, being a great football player and all that stuff. So now Kevin wants to give this gift to his dad. But he says he doesn't want anybody to know. He doesn't want his dad to know. He doesn't want the family to know that he's playing. And, and Mr. Belvedere says, don't worry. I won't say anything. It's no problem. And now Wesley, he enters the living room. And he's he's got sweatpants and all that stuff on. And he's doing sort of like these high kicks. And he wants to let everybody know he's been going through his drills. He's been working hard to become a better football player. But he says despite eating a lot of food over the last month, he hasn't gotten bigger at all. George says, yeah, yeah, I can tell. You've gotten a little bit bigger. But Wesley then asks if he should take some steroids. Everybody laughs. George makes a joke about only East Germans take steroids or or stupid people take them. I don't really know what that joke was all about, but... It is what it is. And then we have Kevin coming in, and he's just screaming. He is yelling at the neighbor's dog, yelling at the neighbor, and he comes in, and he walks into the kitchen, and he crushes a pop can on his head. And I'll be completely honest, because I don't think I'd ever seen this episode before. I was 100% convinced that we were going to find out that Kevin started taking steroids. That was completely where I thought this was going. But it's not. We find out that Kevin's just acting aggressive like this because he needs to to keep himself amped up and psyched up playing football. And and that's why he's been acting so strange lately. So already this storyline has jumped from about a month because at the beginning of the episode we have Wes playing football and he needs to get better. And then when Wes comes in showing off as he's been working out and stuff and He said it's been about a month and he'd been eating and he hadn't gained any weight. So there's been this month-long stretch where apparently Kevin's been playing football and not a single person in his family knows that he's been playing football, which, again, I I get it that it's a sitcom trope, but it's still just funny. So this is now finally we get our first reference to the holiday, to Thanksgiving, with Kevin claiming that the last game of the year is next week and it's on Thanksgiving Day. Which also opens up a lot of questions about this episode. So what makes this strange is that this game, this high school football game, is being played on Thanksgiving Day. Now, I was born in 1986, so I'm not 100% sure how the world worked in terms of high school football in the 80s. But I can't imagine there were high school football games being played on Thanksgiving Day. I know some people play like a family turkey bowl game on Thanksgiving Day. You get NFL football games on Thanksgiving Day. I think there have been some college football games on Thanksgiving Day. But I cannot imagine that there are any sort of high school football games being played on Thanksgiving Day. I know here in Illinois, that's usually the days after Thanksgiving are the state championships. But again, it's that whole part, again, made the storyline even stranger. But anyways, this is where we finally get to the point of Thanksgiving being a factor in this episode. And Mr. Belvedere, he makes his way into the house. He's got a grocery bag. George asks him, you know, if he's all ready for the big day tomorrow. Mr. Belvedere plays it off as, what do you mean? What do you mean big day tomorrow? I, I got some noodles and stuff in this bag and some milk. I guess I can make a tuna noodle casserole. George is just perplexed because he knows tomorrow's Thanksgiving and he wants all the good stuff. So then he gives his explanation to Mr. Belvedere about what Thanksgiving's all about and the pilgrims and the Indians. And then finally, Heather comes wa- walking in the door and she's carrying a giant turkey. Wesley's carrying a giant pumpkin. And 
Mr. Belvedere reveals he's no he's known all along what Thanksgiving is. He's just trying to pull a fast one over on George. Everybody laughs. Ha ha. 80 sitcom, right? <laughs> so now we're going to focus back on Kevin and the family has now found his report card and his grades are falling. Full letter grades. That's what George says. George says that that he's very disappointed, very upset with Kevin. And so he's going to ground him and he's grounded. Once school ends, he's grounded, but Kevin, he's pushing back. He has got the big football game on Thanksgiving day. And he says, I'll start being grounded on Monday. Of course, George doesn't take too kindly to that. They argue, they go back and forth. George says, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm not dealing with this. If you live in my house, you live by my rules. And that ends up with Kevin storming out. And he says, I hope everybody has a happy Thanksgiving. And he waltzes out the door. And the whole sequence of this is just ridiculous. Kevin's getting bad grades. Okay, that happens. And he's getting bad grades. And it's insinuated that it's because he's playing football. And he's, he's paying more attention to football than schoolwork. I get it. That happens. The thing that's so strange about this is his grades are falling because he's playing football. Because he's playing football to impress his dad. And why he doesn't just explain that to his dad. And then you don't have this next series of events. But again, it's a sitcom, so it is what it is. And the next scene, it ends up Kevin, he calls the house the next morning. And we find out he's living on quote-unquote skid row. That That's what his mother says. That's what Marcia says after he explains where he's where he's living. And Marcia and George then bicker over whether or not they should go get him. Marcia thinks we need to march down there, go get him. It's Thanksgiving, we're going to do all that. And George says, no, I think he needs to learn from his mix- his mistakes. Marcia then says she's concerned that Kevin's drinking again, which I looked it up, it's a callback to there was a- another episode where Kevin was drinking at prom and all that stuff. Mr. Belvedere, he clears the air and says, look, I know what's going on with Kevin. I'm just going to assure you, it does not involve sex, drugs, or alcohol. And then Mr. Belvedere gets a very cheeky joke in there saying, which reminds me, I think I need to take a day off. Ha ha ha. Everybody laughs. Now we get to check out Kevin's new digs. He's living in this hotel, apartment. I don't know what you want to call it. It's run down. It is all the same shade of tan. It looks terrible. So Mr. Belvedere, he stops over and he's got a few things to drop off to him. And Mr. Belvedere basically says, come on, you know, you need to just come home and... Well, you guys can get this all figured out, but Kevin's like, no, I need to get this varsity letter for my dad. I don't know what's up with this kid. He's trying so hard to to make life better for his dad, but again, that's the entire crux of this episode, so we'll go with it. Now it's finally time for Thanksgiving dinner. Mr. Belvedere's putting the finishing touches on a massive turkey. Everybody's all decked out in their, their holiday Thanksgiving gear. And they sit down to say a prayer. And Wesley goes on and on about the family and and all the love they have for each other. But he sort of focuses in on Kevin not being there. And then Heather and Marsha, they both talk about Kevin not being there. George gets frustrated and is like, fine, I'm going to go down to that, that hotel and I'm going to go get him. And then Mr. Belvedere explains, look, Kevin, you're not going to find him at that hotel. You're going to find him on the football field. And everybody's like, what? he's at the football field and then we see this super grainy 80s football high school football footage and then game's over and everybody's 
now on their way to Kevin's apartment hotel. It's, it's so vague what this room is. It's very strange. And how's Kevin affording it? Again, this thing is kind of a mess. In classic 80s sitcom fashion, George and Kevin argue over Kevin's decision not to tell the family what's going on. And Kevin's just like, look, you don't get it. There's a lot that goes into this. And he pulls out the varsity letter and he tosses it to his dad. And George is like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And he's like, this is for you. And he's like, no, son, you put that on your varsity jacket. And he's like, no. This is for you because you're putting so much pressure on Wesley to be better. It's the same type of pressure you put on me. I'm tired of it. And so I did this so you could stop being that way with Wesley and you could stop being that way with me. All right, everybody, you get your heart-to-heart sitcom moment. It's everything that we get in all of these episodes where it's, I'm sorry and I should have known better and my dad was also really hard on me and that's why I'm hard on you and... All right, let's make up and go home and and have whatever semblance of a Thanksgiving day again. And it, it finally ends with George telling Kevin he's proud of him. Oh, that's awesome. Again, total 80s. And then we cut to a scene and Kevin's sitting in the kitchen. It's, just, it's dark. It's late at night. He's picking away at the turkey. And his little brother comes in and Wesley basically just tells him, you know what, I'm lucky to have you as a brother and everything. And... And there we go. There's the awesome, fun ending to an 80s sitcom. But Mr. Belvedere episodes were a little bit different. We always got Mr. Belvedere writing down in his journal at the end of every episode, sort of quickly summarizing what happened and the lessons he's learned. Basically, he talks about his first Thanksgiving dinner in America, and then he's got a giant piece of pumpkin pie. And there you go. Episode over. So that is our Thanksgiving episode of Mr. Belvedere from Season 2, Episode 9, titled The Letter. So if you haven't noticed by now, and I think you've probably been able to notice just simply reading, or excuse me, listening to what my breakdown of this episode, it's everywhere. This episode is all over the place. All over the place. It's, it's very 80s, obviously, And it fits that 80s mold, but there's just so much going on in such little time. And I feel like they packed a lot into a 23-minute episode, which isn't always a bad thing. And in our bonus episode that I talked about earlier over the weekend on Halloween from the Home Improvement episode, I thought that episode had a lot going on and it was very fast-paced. Everything was setting up the next storyline. And while this episode, it did that, it was setting up the next scene over and over and over. It just did not have the right feel to it. I don't know. There's something about it that felt extremely long for an episode that short. And it it, it was really hard for me to get into this episode. Now, unlike some of the other episodes we've covered up to this point, this one didn't have the same amount of quotable lines like we've had from from Home Improvement had a bunch of quotable lines. I thought Boy Meets World had some quotable lines as well. But there was a line in this or a couple 
lines in this that I did find pretty funny, and they come from none other than than little Wesley, who I thought Wesley was the funniest throughout the course of this episode for the most part. And from what I remember from the series, him and Mr. Belvedere had a lot of back and forth. That was also very funny. So this is the quote. It's from early on in the episode after Wesley's been training and working out and trying to get bigger and better at football. And he runs into the living room and he says, I just ran through all the tires. I did 20 wind sprints. And I tackled Mr. Belvedere while I was taking out of the garbage. And when he's questioned by his mother, Wesley made sure to clear things up. He's like, no, it's okay. He didn't spill anything. And (laughs) that is one of the parts of the episode that made me laugh. The steroid stuff was a little bit weird following that up. Again, I thought it was perfectly setting up this episode to have something to do with Kevin taking steroids, which it did not. But anyways, just like we do every week, I vote on whether or not an episode gets a thumbs up with a you got it, dude or whether it gets a thumbs down with a No Way Jose, based on whether or not the episode is a holiday classic. And this week, I am giving it a... No Way Jose. So it's not like I did not like this episode, because I did to a certain extent. But Thanksgiving did not play a major focus in this episode. It was just sort of the backdrop for when we knew Kevin was playing his final game and that was going to be when he was going to get his varsity letter and all that stuff. So it didn't really feel like it could be a Thanksgiving episode. But if you're looking for something to kind of bridge you over to Thanksgiving, you know, you're not quite ready to put in the Christmas movies just yet or you're over watching the Halloween movies and TV shows and things like that. This isn't a bad episode, but it just won't hit you with Thanksgiving feels. I don't know if that's a thing, and I think it's going to be interesting when we dive into more episodes of other shows in the future, whether or not they could really hit on it being a solely Thanksgiving episode, because I feel like not a lot of shows just had Thanksgiving-specific. A lot of Halloween, a lot of Christmas episodes, but nothing that firmly gets in on the Thanksgiving ground floor, so to speak. So that'll be fun looking, looking forward and looking ahead. Next week, we are sticking with the Thanksgiving theme, and we're actually going to head back to the world of Full House. So the episode, it's titled The Miracle of Thanksgiving, and it's from Season 1 and is Episode 9. We'll then follow that up with a Thanksgiving episode from Perfect Strangers the week after that, which I am extremely excited about. So thanks again for listening to the podcast, and do not forget to rate us, review us, whether that's on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, wherever you find us. Be sure to rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram under TGI Podcasts. And we'll see you next week as we cover the miracle of Thanksgiving. The TGI Podcast is written, produced, and hosted by me, Matt Urich. You can find me on Twitter at Matt Yurick, and be sure to rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.